Venture outside your comfort zone. The rewards are worth it. Wish Upon a Cookie has evolved into a custom-baked pastry company started in New Jersey by professional chefs turned cookie tears. Their focus is to turn your magical pastry dreams into reality. They offer so much more than a few colors, shapes, and sizes. Their creations are extensions of your inspiration. You can visit them online at their new website, wishuponapastry.com, or on Instagram and Facebook at wishuponapastry. Let your imagination run wild when you wish upon a pastry. If you're looking to finance that dream DVC resale contract or possibly refinance the contract you already own, head on over to monerafinancial.com. They know DVC because that's all they do. They're DVC members themselves. They understand the value of owning a DVC membership and the joy that it's going to bring to the family for years to come. With competitive rates as low as 9.9% and a no credit check model, this becomes a no-brainer. So if you need to finance or refinance a DVC contract, head on over to monerafinancial.com and tell them the Mickey dude sent you. Hi, this is Mike Brissell, voice of Living with the Land and the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. We invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy your Grand Circle Tour of Tomorrowland with the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. It's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another fantastic and exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host for this week, Chuck Fitzgerald. And alongside of me are three of our fantastic rotating Mickey Dudes commentators from Chicago, Illinois, Tim Schweska. For those who believe in Bob Chappick's statement that guest satisfaction is higher than pre-COVID, I also have a copy of the Week World News I'd like to read to you. From Florida? Yes, Florida. Joseph Quattrochi. For those guests who've just joined us, hello, oh god, I can't even talk, aloha, and welcome aboard. And from the Buckeye State and Cincinnati, Ohio, Annie Clark. Chris, can you grab my black last paw? Hmm. Odd diction again on that one this week, Annie. <laughs> Is, was it the diction? I don't know. Diction seems like a strange word for what just happened. But I'll I mean, take it. Dun, 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 dun. Is that a real... Why does that feel like it's a real tune? Okay, so I was going to say, I, I believe you're you're getting close to iambic pentameter here. So. <laughs> Chris, can you grab my black plus ball? Very nicely. Done. All right, now everyone, all at once, please. Oh, something just fell off my wall. Sorry, it scared me. <laughs> well, speaking of things that are scary, we're actually going to add a third topic this week that I didn't tell anyone about, but. Uh, Tim, you just brought it up. So this week, Disney announced that guest satisfaction numbers are higher than pre-COVID. All this occurs while restrictions occur, things are taken away, and costs remain the same. So let's discuss this. this, this let's discuss this this week on the episode of the Mickey Dudes podcast. Are guest satisfaction levels where you think? Disney thinks they are. We'll start with you, Tim. You brought it up. Well, I think the thing that has to be taken into consideration is that uh, people will put up with a lot, uh, a lot of scaled down Disney and taken back Disney and kind of peeled back and nonplussed Disney for extremely low wait times. I think that's the only thing holding the glue together. Uh, there's There are still a, a decent number of restaurants that are serving limited menus. There are a good number of restaurants that aren't even open. Uh, you have no street entertainment. You have no shows going on. You have no extra magic hours. Uh, 
there's you know there's there's so much that's just peeled back it's just a uh you know i mean they've they've been calling it like a taste of the food and wine and a taste of the flower and garden i feel like a trip to disney right now is a taste of walt disney world uh so i think really the only thing that's really got them going is that you can ride you know flight of passage in 20 minutes and you can get on smugglers run in you know 25 minutes you can get on slinky dog in 20 minutes you can get it's there's you know you're you're able to easily get a rise of the resistance boarding group uh i think that's the only thing saving their bacon right now once uh once the crowds start picking back up and everything and people are going to they'll start noticing all those high prices all those things that aren't there uh and i think it's going to come crashing down on a bit in a big way you know that's a very valid point that you made um the wait times are considerably lower right now and in my opinion there's two kind of thoughts on that there is the reduced capacity which is 30 percent right now 35 percent but i'm wanting to say it's 35 yeah okay there's also one other thing missing and that's fast pass plus um so your your standby line is going to be constantly moving which is something that has not happened in disney since the iteration the original iteration of fast pass so Joe, what are your thoughts on the current alleged guest satisfaction levels at the Walt Disney World Resort? It's, I mean, it's, it's a shell of itself. It really is. And, you know, when, the, when the parks first opened, well, I want to say the parks, but Disney Springs first opened after COVID had started and it was closed for a while. Everybody was all giddy to get back, even just to Disney Springs. And for a while that kind of sufficed for a little bit. But I'll tell you something, I live an hour and 10 minutes up the road, and like I don't even think about going anymore. And that's kind of a sad thing, because I love Disney World. I love the resorts. I'm on multiple podcasts. I love talking to you guys about this stuff. And it's like, I don't even think about it, because it's like, every, it, like, like Tim said, the, half the restaurants aren't open. Tables in Wonderland is gone. There's no more extra magic hours. I mean, they have like the 30-minute early morning thing, which, okay, as a local, you know, I'm not getting that to, you know, book a hotel resort to get 30 minutes, you know, to get the head start, you know, it's, you're constantly being told, you know, you're constantly being told every five minutes to, you know, wear a mask and get it, you know, like the recordings are on and on and on and there's markers everywhere. There's plexiglass. It's just, it's not the same. And I get it. And if this was true, I think it's one of those things where I think people have been locked down so long. They'll take anything right now. And maybe I've been a little more spoiled being in Florida. It's been a little more easier than most people have had it. Uh, but I definitely think that's not right. That's not true. And honestly, it's to the point where I think that I I have a friend of mine who's going. He's taking his family. I said, dude, I'm like, I wouldn't go if I were you. I said, I told him all the things that weren't open. And he still booked the trip. I said, oh, he goes, oh, we got a killer raid at the Swan. His wife's a teacher. I said, okay. So I don't know. It's hard to recommend it. I love it still. But right now, I, I I don't think it's. I think he just thinks we're stupid. I mean, there's just no way because the lines aren't even short right now. If you've watched some of the vloggers over spring break, the lines are long. The parks are crowded, and when you spread everybody out because of social distancing, it's even worse. Right. I mean, like lines are crisscrossing each other, and it's honestly it, it's it, it's a shame. It's a shell of itself right now. I understand we're in unprecedented times. I get that. Okay, nothing is the same right now. Sporting events, concerts. Nothing is the same right now. We understand that. But eventually it's going to have to start. They got to start doing something because right now, like, because even that, even though, even look at it this way, right? Our tables at Wonderland is no longer valid. They're not renewing it. Jen and I use that discount a lot. We used to just hop over to Disney for dinner sometimes. Like now that like that discount's gone, I'm like, would I even drive out of my way now to go there for dinner? Probably not. So yeah, it's a shell of itself right now. And I think that when he says things like this, it's like, dude, Maybe to the average person who really doesn't pay attention to Disney news like we do, thinks, oh, it's great. You know, the people that are listening to this podcast and us, we're not stupid. It's there's no way. There's no way guest satisfaction is at an all time high or high pre pandemic. No way. I'm sorry. Well, that that's a valid point. And I don't know that it's an all time high, but I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, he did say pre pandemic. That's what I'd say. Yeah. It, it is pre pandemic. And I, I do think a very valid point is that that's what they're saying. I don't know that it really is. I mean, if you've seen any of the news that's come out over the last 
20 days or 30 days as this is recorded, you know, there have been police reports that have been, you know, publicized about guests spitting on cast members. Now, I'm not positive, but I'm fairly certain the happy ones aren't spitting. Unless if this is like some number manipulation where it's percentage of guests saying that they're happy. Huh. Annie, what are your thoughts on this? Um, well, I think there's a scarier scenario, first of all, than just uh, him thinking that we're idiots. I think that the alternative nightmare scenario is that they think it's really true. I, I mean, isn't that possible that they really think that everyone's perfectly happy and everything's fine and they're not just BSing? Well, I mean, I suppose that is possible, yeah. I think that's an even scarier thought so hopefully it's the former but what was i just going to comment on that you were talking I mean, about i'll, I'll wait to get satisfaction i don't know maybe it'll come to me go ahead it might come to me when I try. andy so like i mean think of all of the things that have been happened over the like what positive has happened since like even over the last year harmonious sight lines are, are garbage hey, they're sitting we're on, there they're, i know they're sitting <laughs> on attractions right now that could be open Tron, they stopped construction of it all of a sudden. Like they're they're halting construction of things. Restaurants aren't open. No parades. No fireworks. No, you, you know, they cut down 50th anniversary stuff. Like like what what is good right now? Like and it's fr- it's frustrating sometimes because it's just, it's such an amazing place. It's and I love talking about it and I love going, and I'm just kind of like looking at them like, what are you guys doing? Like like ah. Uh. 32,000 layoffs. It's like, I don't get it. I really don't. It's, yeah, uh, no, I the, don't get well, it at all. Go ahead. <laughs> the, just the, the one thing that I, that really comes to it, especially when you were talking about Joe, all the attractions that are closed, you know, all the attractions that are supposed to be opening, they're shutting down production, everything of that included that on, you know, October of 2021, which will be the 50th anniversary month, the kickoff supposedly to this huge celebration, their rabbit in the hat is opening Ratatouille. Yeah. Um, I, I, I know what that looks like because I'm a Bears fan, and they just thought their big move was signing Andy Dalton. Well, okay, hang on. I have two comments here. One, Andy Dalton helped get the Buffalo Bills into the Super Bowl, so I cannot say anything bad about him. And two, it's not a rabbit in a hat. It's a mouse in a, or a rat in a kitchen. Yeah. Well, anyway, all I know is I know crappy ownership when I see it. Ah, I'm a Sabres that's, fan. So same message. That's, that's my point is I feel like I'm hearing the same message that I've heard from the Caskey family here in Chicago, which is the, well, we're really not trying to win a Super Bowl, but we're trying to stay competitive. And I feel like that's exactly the message that's coming across with Chappick and the way things are being run at the parks in Florida. And that is, well, we're really not trying to blow the doors off of anything, but we want you to keep, you know, we want you mouth breathing cash machines to keep walking through our doors. Uh, I'm, I, I, I'm not trying to sound negative because Disney has so many great memories for me and I love going back and I, I want to go back with other, you know, with more friends and old friends and new friends. But this, they're really making it very hard for me to want to go back there when there's so many other experiences that are that I've never that I've never experienced and that I that I know aren't going to be scaled back in favor of dumping the money somewhere else. Yeah, that, that's a very valid, very valid point, because Disney right now is dumping a lot of that money into Disney Plus. Um. So before we move on to our next topic, which, spoiler alert, is going to be harmonious, does anyone have anything they'd like to add? No, I'm just, I'm, I really hope that the worst is behind us. And listen, these are first world problems, right? I mean, we're complaining about a vacation spot in theory, you know what I'm saying? But it's something that's really important to us. I really hope that somebody sees something or says something or I don't know, but that they kind of get things back on track. Um, I don't know. I think I'm kind of lost for words tonight. After somebody talks a lot, I'm kind of lost for words, Chuck. I'm sorry. I, yeah, not, I got nothing. That's fair. I got enough. nothing. And, and you know what? I understand it because a lot of it is 
un- unthinkable. And you, you're right. This is first world problems. However, I don't think this is first world unique problems. I don't think this is a situation that wouldn't have happened with the pandemic. I think the layoffs are kind of one of those first world unique problems because of it. Um, but Chapek has been known as a, a cost cutter um, through his time at the Disney Corporation. So everyone was kind of afraid of things like this. I think everything in the world has just kind of accelerated what JPEG would have potentially done. Yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, we are actually going to move on to Harmonious. So as we sit here, the Walt Disney Company is pouring um, Stargates into the Epcot World Showcase Lagoon. And sight lines be darned, um, as it were. With these new, uh, I, sounds like an old timey uh, newsreel or something. Uh, it probably and was. Sightlines be darned. It it probably was a newsreel at some point in time, but with these new giant floating circle things, there is no uh, sightline integrity. And when we say that, if you've ever looked at the back of the Morocco Pavilion, you notice. In the very far background, the outline and the silhouette of Tower of Terror. And it blends in. But those days are gone with Harmonious and even to an extent with the Skyliner. Um, so what, what are your guys' thoughts with Disney's laissez-faire attitude right now on design and blending? Um, Annie, we'll start with you. Um, I, I don't know. It, it seems to fall under the umbrella of everything else is that they just kind of are forgetting everything that made any kind of Disney difference, like little things like sight lines and just pooping all over them because they don't care. I don't know. It's so strange. It's, it's a silly thing because it feels silly to complain about sight lines, but it's be- we wouldn't be complaining about them if Disney hadn't made them the big deal in the first place. Like they're the ones who set their own standard which they're now failing to meet. It's I don't know, it's just frustrating. It's just another frustrating thing under this umbrella of degradation of brand integrity that I'm perceiving from the Disney company right now. So that's how I feel about it, Chuck. Good use of words. Umbrella of degradation. Someone, uh, someone's studying for their SATs. <laughs> I just like to sound as dramatic as I can. So, yeah. What's more dramatic than an umbrella of degradation and brand integrity? <laughs> um, hmm. nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Very, very good. Tim, what are your thoughts? Speechless. Oh, I I understand that. Uh, Timothy, you are on mute. All right, gotcha. I got you. My my apologies. I missed. <laughs> I, I I hit the button and the screen disappears. Couldn't unmute my mic. <laughs> uh, I really with with all of these circles appearing on a lagoon, everything scaled back with all the construction walls open. You know, all all of them up with all of the. Visib- visibly exposed steel, you know, torn down from the dilapidated buildings and interventions. I feel like Epcot just might as well set those rings on fire and just open up the doors to throngs of just sleeveless shirt clad rednecks with coolers and lawn chairs and find one of Evil Knievel's distant relatives to just jump through these things. I it just... Disney used to be on such a top tier of setting themselves apart. They used to be proud that they were the gold standard. And the way this thing looks, I mean, they're, they're just, they look like a carnival sideshow. I mean, they're, they're, they're one step yeah. above, you know, somebody walking around selling cotton candy, lemonade shakeups and corn dogs to people. I mean, Tim, I, I have a question. Are you describing Cedar Point? 
No, because uh, at least Cedar Point has, uh, you know, an array of amazing roller coasters to keep me occupied. Well, um, Ep Epcot, all they have is uh, a room full, uh, a giant storage closet where they hastily hung things up and called it Mouse Gears. Um, also valid. It, it, <laughs> it's, uh, I, I just, looking at this, knowing that you had this gorgeous nighttime spectacular known as Illuminations, which Joe was there the last time I got to see it. Joe knows how I feel about that show. Uh, yep. It's, uh, to me, taking that Disney treasure away from us and now putting up this gaudy bit of steel that just, again, it, it it's... It compromises the integrity of the entire park, and like you know, like it was said earlier, like, like Annie said earlier, we're we're not. This isn't something new. We're complaining about. You're the ones that set the guideline. You're the ones that set the guidelines on the on on sight lines. You're the ones who said it was so important that the magic be kept there. And it it's. I mean, I, I just I feel like it's just nah. You know what? It's just a Dollar General anymore. Where are you going to put it? Oh, over there. Uh, we'll get to it later. I don't know. Put it next to the Monster Energy drinks, man. We'll get to it later. I don't know. I just I I feel like I I feel like the give a damn has thoroughly been busted, and nobody has any tools to repair this. Joe, I'm going to uh, throw it over to you. Okay. So, um, 50 plus years ago. When uh, Roy it was a Roy Disney, you know, he took over for Walt. They were finishing up Walt Disney World. You know, they they placed the Contemporary Resort where it was because of the sight lines for Tomorrowland. Because Contemporary is supposed to be obviously the the futuristic resort. So 50, 50 plus years, they were already even thinking about sight lines like that. I remember back in the day, there was no Space Mountain, so like you could actually see. In a distance, when you walk down, you know the midway of Tomorrowland, you saw the contemporary and all of her glory, you know, um, in the background. And they, they thought about that stuff. And 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 Chuck, you were head on with you hit the nail on the head with in regards to Morocco and Tower of Terror. I just learned that pretty pretty recently. I was like, wow, that's a really interesting, um, really interesting, you know, fact about that. And to now further piggyback off of what Tim and Annie said, you know. As we get older, you know, Epcot was kind of like the adult kind of park, right? And there's nothing more than I love like than Epcot at night. I when we used to plan Jedi used to plan our trips, we used to be Epcot at night. You walk around World Showcase Lagoon and even during the daytime it just it was just it was beautiful to look across and see the, the countries lit up and just you know, you'd be staying like in the UK and you could look across and see, you know, and, and see Germany and, and the American Adventure and just it was just awesome. And, and now they just, they've taken that away. And then it's so distracting because it's like, not only is it taking away like those amazing pictures that everybody had, you know, with, you know, with Spaceship Earth in the background, or if you were to walk down from Future World and see the American Adventure in Hall of Her Glory, just head on. Now you've got all this junk in the middle of the, the lagoon. And yes, we don't know what the show is going to be like. This might be the most amazing thing ever. I don't know. But the one thing I'm going to say is this is my opinion. If yours differs, it's fine. But you're going to have to look at this for how many hours of the day for an 8 to 12 minute show. Maybe long. I don't even know how long the show is. So that's what you're going to see all day. And from the test runs of the fountains right now, uh, they have a blog Mickey put out uh, some some video. The fountains are all over the place, spraying water everywhere. It's like, you know, so... I don't know what that's going to look like. It's not going to look like the, the art, that's for sure. And we all know that those fountains are going to be break. They're, they're not going to be running half the time. So, yeah. because they can't, they, they're not going to, the, those pumps are going to be running all the time with that, with the dirty water. It's in that, you know, it's, listen, it's a, it's a pond in central Florida, right? Those things are not going to be functioning with them cutting back maintenance budgets and stuff. Those things are not going to be running half the time. We all know that. So the combination of just, we're losing like, it, it didn't need to be touched. You you had a clean slate. You didn't need to. You could have done so many other things, and, and you just you just permanently affixed these things. It, you know, like it's just I don't get it. And it's almost like the Imagineers 
yes, they come up with these great ideas, but it's like, it's like, did these people ever come here when they were younger? Or did they ever come to Walt Disney World as a guest? They always say, oh, we listen to our guests, but like, nobody wants this. There hasn't been one positive thing on the internet about these things that are permanently affixed. You know, Choco Tacos and 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 the the Ring of Fire and 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 this like there's more nicknames for this stuff than than there are like people. It's I don't get it, and it's just like again it goes back to like a shell of itself. You just sit there, you scratch your head, you're like, what are you guys doing? Yes, we don't know everything. We're we're pot. We got we're we're fans, super fans who love. We do a podcast. We love Disney. But it's like, man, you set this bar, like Tim and Andy said. You're the guys are the ones that, like, you created this, you know. And, and you're just, you're just, you're totally just. I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. And it, it's all because of like they didn't want to like expand the marina and like make. I guess it costs money to bring these in and out. I don't know, but I don't know the full reasons why. I don't have the backstage info, but it's just, it's, it, it's a mess. It doesn't make any sense. Maybe it'll be the greatest show ever, but is it really worth? All of that crap we're gonna have to look at all the time because fountains ain't gonna, they ain't gonna change anything. It's just that's that's putting what you know, it's putting uh, trying to cover up a scratch. Scratch is still gonna be there, so it's it's just, you know it's more it's like when your kids do something, we're like we're disappointed. Like this is it's disappointing. <laughs> it really is. It's like they're almost. I'm not even mad. I'm disappointed. That's really what it is. And honestly, the way things are going, it's hard to like. How do I even explain that to like a like as a super fan to like somebody who's never been there before? What this crap is in the middle of Epcot's lagoon, World Showcase Lagoon? Oh, it's you know, I don't know. I, I don't get it. I'm having one of those nights, guys. I'm speechless, but I'm not. <laughs> I don't. Know. I, don't uh, I don't think the show's gonna be. Uh, I, I'm not anticipating. I have low expectations for how much I'm going to enjoy Harmonious. I believe yep. the synopsis is. Uh, like a, a look at how Disney music has traveled around the world or something like that. So I'm guessing it's going to be a bunch of like IP shoehorned into trying to like, what if you took illuminations and shoved a bunch of IP in it? Basically, that's what I'm anticipating for the the gist of the theme of the show. So I'm expecting to hate the whole thing. So we'll, well see. Well, you, you remember Epcot forever, right? Of course. That was a disappointment. That such high That was hopes. ushering in the... Uh, the disappointment the IP that will be harmonious. Yeah, the IP-based harmonious. I was so happy with it until they started a whole new world. Well, I think this is going to be nothing but nothing but Disney IP music. You know what's sad about that, Annie? Oh. Is it, it's it's it, you saying IP music, but for the shows at the Magic Kingdom, that's all original stuff that they that they've created. Well, that's like, what, what's sad about. It. I mean, the whole. Uh, <laughs> because it's not just a lack of quality there's a, a certain lack of like imagination creativity happening which is ridiculous because it's disney world We're just it should be the hub of, of of imagination and creativity ffs it's like they're lazy <laughs> it's like <laughs> we'll just put this here i was gonna put I don't know. I feel for the Imagineers. I always imagine a scenario where they're like, we'll do this. It'll be all right. And they're like, yeah, okay, that's great. But you have to do this. And they're like, oh, well. Yeah, yeah. We'll do all this. And then, you know, Bob Chapek comes. You have $3. Yeah. And he's like, you need to put Elsa in this, too. I need more Elsa. And and also, yeah, you get no money. I don't know. I was going to go see Epcot forever, but I was sick that week, so. I mean, I wasn't angry with it. I was just hurt that they rested on Aladdin. I mean, I watched the Epcot Forever initial inaugural um, live stream. And then when I was there that November, because I believe Epcot November, or excuse me, Epcot Forever started October 1 Mm -hmm. of 19. And I was there... Um, maybe October 31st, 30th, whatever it was of that same year. I was, I was there. I was at Epcot by myself. I made sure I got a good spot and I, I felt feels right in the heart box until Aladdin started. And then I felt sad. And then I I had a Chaco taco. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's the exact exemplification of like what's happening in Epcot, where it starts off with this like, "Hey, remember Epcot? Epcot forever!" Ha ha. And then they sneak, sneak the IP in and ruin it all. Hey, remember Epcot? Ha, <laughs> nerd. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad Dave's not here to defend IP. Oh, Dave! Dave! Dave Koch, fellow uh, fellow Mickey dude, good good man. Big fan of IP. Thank you for clarifying. Big, big he's very, fan. He's of very IP. wrong about the IP. <laughs> he is like objectively. He's there never going to listen to this. So. There is oh, there is something that. called too much yeah. of a good thing. Here's here's the thing. I don't want to hear about you're a big fan of IP when you haven't even seen Finding Nemo. Okay, <laughs> so no. Wait, that's. Are you talking about Pachinetti and his lack of Fantasmic? Well, no. I mean, no, Dave literally has never seen Finding Nemo. He's only seen the musical at uh, at Animal Kingdom. Oh, well, okay. Wait, wait. I'll let that slide. That that musical's very good. The musical's awesome, but, but I'm, what I'm saying is you can't sit there and defend <laughs> IP and you've never seen a movie that literally beat out, you know, that beat out the third Matrix movie. I mean, not only beat it out, but beat it into the ground. Well, was the third Matrix movie all that good? Or is it kind of like Tron Legacy Part 3? All I'm saying is the Matrix never needed to be made, okay? That's all I'm saying. Uh, Nobody cared. Right, so kind of like Tron? Tron was No, because Tron at least was cool. Uh-huh. So is there anyone else we could offend that's on the, the show? Let's see who else. <laughs> <laughs> we we talked about Tron with Steven. Tim has no idea what he's talking about. Tim's a moron. Well, uh, uh, okay, Tim. Thanks for that addition. <laughs> you said if we could offend anybody. When he hears it, you know, Tim, you suck. I want you to know that. Uh, anyway. Put down the fork. Uh, at some hey, point no. in time, someone made a comment about Epcot becoming like a, a barren wasteland and I thought about an episode of Family Guy where the Sears turned into Lord of the Flies ah uh, yes and that's how I imagine Epcot right now <clears throat> that is very true you know you you can get a Dole Whip in exchange for meat and spices <laughs> <laughs> alright does anyone else have anything to say about the giant steel Chocolate tacos I mean, Choco Tacos can be the next topic. Giant steel garbage in the middle of a body of water. I just don't get it. Do you get Choco Tacos? I do like a Choco Taco every once in a while. Yeah, I mean, so they're, they're great. They should sell those. They should sell those during... Da, da, ba, da. Let's not give them any ideas. You're like a Mickey Choco Taco. But if you do get ideas... You can make out the check to the Mickey dudes. I'm I'm sure that'll clear a bank. We don't have a bank account. No. All right. So speaking of shoehorning things in on a low dollar budget, our final topic for this week is going to be some armchair imagineering. And when I say armchair imagineering, in this case, what I'm talking about is we are going to shoehorn three Roadside carnival attractions in to whatever Disney park you want. Now, the only exception is it cannot be Disney Springs because you do need to charge an entry fee to get people to go in there. Those three attractions are going to be the fun slide, which is the long slide with the little dips in it. Uh, the hammer test of strength. And then what? We call the paratrooper, which is where you just sit in the car and spin around a, a little bit. So, you know, kind of like, not quite like alien swirling saucers. Chuck, can we can we request one of the uh, rides or no? I mean, you can make a request. I can choose to ignore it. Can I have the floor to make a request? How come he gets to be a dictator and no one cares? And whenever I'm dictator, everybody's got to kind of whinge. I yield the floor to the representative from Florida. So I, if I could request, um, I would like to do the fun slide, and I'll yield the remaining uh, time back to the lady from uh, the lady from uh, Ohio. Okay, uh, the the gentlewoman from Ohio can complain. The gentlewoman from Ohio, thank you. <laughs> what am I doing? Complaining. If you, if you want to make a request. Oh, well, uh, no, I didn't have a request. 
Okay, now everyone's probably thinking. <laughs> no one knows, for instance, what they're I, going to get. You can drop whatever you want on me. I'm ready. Okay, no one knows. We we talked. We did a little bit of show prep where I told everyone what we were going to be shoehorning into Disney parks and charging ninety six dollars um, for people to enjoy. No one knows what they're getting. Everyone probably thinks Tim is going to get the hammer test of strength. Oh nay nay. That's going to go to Annie. And Annie, you're going to go first here. How are you going to shoehorn in the hammer test of strength? Into so a am I park? am I theming it or it has are we charging admission too or is that Both. Is that... Actually, Both? you know what? You could do whatever you want. Well, I could do, I mean, I could I could easily do both. I can shoehorn it in. So, are, are you giving me a park, or I can pick any park? Any park you so choose. Well, my initial thought was you gave me the this this the hitty strongman guy thing, right? Yes, yes. That, okay, that's the one. <laughs> so, my initial thought was you could make a make put it outside Everest, and you could make it look like a Yeti's foot coming out and you, you have to hit the yeti foot really hard Ooh, with a mallet to, and and if you hit it high enough then you get an exclusive prize and that's how you get your $200 people in is you gotta be like if you hit it hard enough you can get like a limited edition yeti pin or like Yeti spirit jersey or some kind of exclusive merch, and then, and then, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. <laughs> now I like, I like your it. thought. I like your thought about the Animal Kingdom. Um, I like the exclusive prize. You're you're the only one that actually can give away an exclusive prize, unless if someone else decides to uh, to figure that part out. But I'm going cheap here. I would think front of the line fast pass. Or oh, front-of-the-line yeah. pass, you know. Is that it? Yeah, that is good. Um, my other thought was you could put this over by the gorilla exhibit and compete against the gorillas. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, then people would definitely pay $200 for that. Tim oh, absolutely. Right now. I mean, Tim, w- would that be up your alley? Uh, I don't like to compete against family. Yeah, that does leave uh, Christmas and Thanksgiving a little awkward sometimes, doesn't it? It really does. We have enough to argue about. So now that Tom Brady's in Florida, they are insufferable Buccaneer fans. <laughs> so yeah, we have enough to argue about without, you know, throwing that in the table. So very good. So, Tim, we're actually going to move to you. You get to climb up 700 stairs and you're going to have the fun slide. Sorry, Joe. Oh, that's right. I got a backup. I just think it'd be fun <laughs> to watch Tim go down the fun slide <laughs> in the burlap sack and just see how far say, he goes. To be in a sack. Oh, absolutely, yes, burlap sack and all. All right. Well, uh, what you're going to do is you're actually going to put this in uh, Fantasyland, and you are going to. Uh, I'm going to theme this as Goofy's Alpine Slalom, uh, as everyone knows. There is a fantastic cartoon known as The Art of Skiing, or Sheing as it's pronounced, uh, that is a classic Goofy cartoon where he started really doing a lot of sports and how-to videos and cartoons. And you have the entire staff uh, in an Alpine theme uh, as far as the cast members. You have them in Alpine dress. And also you have every hour on the hour the opportunity for goofy's alpine races which there will be there are seven lanes seven select kids and you get yourself a chance to race down uh race down the alps and the winner gets a pair of their it gets a personalized pair of goofy ears and a picture with goofy in the skiing outfit Hmm. is there yodeling of course there is. Okay. We've all seen the cartoon, absolutely. Then I'm There's yodeling, yes. I have, I think, what are going to be two or three questions, depending on how this goes. Okay. Question number one. What's okay. the plan for heat exhaustion for the cast members? Because uh, those uh, Swiss costumes, probably not very good for Central Florida. Well, you're talking about 
you know, the the Alpine themed can be the uh, the cool gear uh, hmm. from uh, from Under Armour. Valid. They, okay. They, they look like sweaters. They do. They aren't sweaters, but they have a sweater pattern, like chest uh, hair. And of course, I'm sorry. Like chest hair. Very much so. Okay. Very good then. <laughs> Uh, my second question. Okay. What is the treatment plan for all the burns from the extremely hot slide? Uh, the slide will actually be water conditioned. This mm. is something actually done in Texas mm. uh, with those issues is you uh, you actually run uh, you run almost uh, veins underneath where you have uh, constant cold water circulating through there. So it's a it's almost a uh, a continuous loop of cold water that runs through, circulates. Uh, it's uh, it's actually kind of an anti, uh, almost the way an anti uh, anti heating coil. Okay. Uh, the, the way the the way the, the coils used to heat up water, and they used to heat up a, a lot of old houses and old apartments. That used to be uh, the way uh, a lot of places were heated uh, in the early 19th century. I mean, early, early 20th century you can actually reverse this process and you can actually use that as a cooling mechanism almost the way uh, like a glycol system or a refrigerator would work huh huh so take that yeah Chuck. well being yeah. in the north we just burn ourselves apparently didn't uh didn't expect the primate to know science did you <laughs> well suck it <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> well then Joe, uh, unless if anyone has any questions for Tim's slide. No, no, I want a question. I want a TKO. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone would like to antagonize Tim, we'll give you his Twitter handle shortly. <laughs> All right, Joseph, you're the last one for this evening. And the last of the topics. So you have to shoehorn in the paratrooper ride from a roadside carnival. What are your thoughts? Okay, so the paratrooper. Just to clarify, for everybody, that's the like the kind of the swingy things that like spin. They go up and they spin in the air, right? Uh, I mean, they just kind of go around in a big circle on a wheel. In a circle, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If okay. you Google paratrooper ride, okay. it comes up. Okay. So. Because I I know because I did it. <laughs> so, I make sure I got the right thing here. So while, while I do, uh, I do, I do. Okay, I, do. I have it. Oh, I have it. Okay. So I want to be very clear. The example that I'm going to shoehorn this in, please don't get mad at me, everybody out there, because I am not a Star Wars fan, but I'm going to make this a Star Wars-themed attraction. I'm going to shoehorn it into Galaxy's Edge. Now, this is the way I'm going to do it. And I guess Galaxy's Edge, I don't know what the specific time frame is. Like, I don't know like where in the Star Wars like storyline this, this, this falls, but bear with me. You could take this idea and run with it, okay? But I'm going to have... The paratrooper ride is going to go up, and it's going to look like all the different kinds of like fighters that are in Star Wars. So you got like your X-wing, your Jedi fighter, your A-wing, your Y-wing, the Jedi starfighter, all the ones I just Googled. Because I don't know the walks. I'm not a big Star Wars fan, <laughs> but they're going to be themed. So the things that you sit in and you go in a circle are going to be themed to look like fighter ships in the Star Wars uh, story. Okay, so I don't know which ones would be correct in the galaxy's edge time frame so just take which take whatever ones you want and substitute that in for it but i would make it look like i was shoehorning it and make it look like essentially like that fighters were kind of flying in a circle because when we saw the the uh art and we saw all of the uh, the concept art and all stuff we were supposed to have all these things flying all over galaxy's edge it's supposed to feel like we're really in star wars and none of that happened so maybe the my paratrooper ride that we're going to shoehorn in somewhere to galaxy's edge at hollywood studios we will have some sort of fighters that would just be spinning in a circle and that would kind of be themed to look like at least something in uh, Galaxy Edge is kind of spinning and fighting with each other. So they're going to be some sort of fighters based in the Star Wars universe or storyline. I'll be honest, I, that idea terrifies me because of the real possibility of it existing. But it's pretty good, right? I mean, it's I was, I was supposed to go with a fun slide idea. I just came up with that off the top of my head, so... Hmm. What was your fun slide idea? So my fun slide idea was, and thank you for asking, Andy, is I was going to <laughs> shoehorn that into uh, Tom Sawyer Island, and I was going to have that where you would be going down the little fun slide, and it would be it would be Western themed, 
And as you're going down, there'd be kind of like water cannons or like things kind of shooting like stuff at you, whatever, as you went down the slide and, and you ended up in like a big thing of hay bales at the bottom. So kind of make it look like you were like in the Wild West kind of uh, theme with like uh, uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad and like, you know, the the, the Great American West. So it was kind of like a theme it that way. So. It's wholesome. Huh. I like it. It's wholesome. Yeah. Good, good wholesome family fun. And I'll go be honest. To a, this went a lot better than I thought it would. Yeah, so that's that was my original concept. I think my Star Wars one's pretty good too. It, granted, the I don't know how accurate my fighters, whatever I would choose would be, but I'm sure all of our listeners out there will correct me and insert the correct fighters into there. I got the ball rolling. Y'all can take it. You know, you can take it through the goal line. So. Okay. Well, fun fact: we could actually buy a paratrooper ride for thirty-five thousand dollars. Nice. And what's that divided by two hundred? How many admissions do we have to? How many two hundred dollar admissions do we need to pay off our paratrooper ride? One hundred and seventy-five. Oh, I can do that in a second. Well, because I didn't share what my my mic drop idea for how to charge two hundred dollar admission to a ride in Disney World is, and it's because there's no smoking areas in Disney World anymore. So the answer is to have a smoking ride that you have to pay two hundred dollars and you can only smoke while you're on the ride. Huh. As a form, that's a pretty tough as a former smoker. <laughs> <laughs> and especially, especially when fire, especially when fire uh, danger is pretty high right now. We don't well, want any kind of ash embers. I was just embers. picturing how nice it would be to to sit. Well, but what if you were on a gon? What if it, what if you're in like a gondola type of Ferris wheel where there were just mini smoking rooms with ashtrays? I don't know. I quit over ten seventies. <laughs> So wait, you quit ten years ago, and a cigarette doesn't sound good anymore. No, it still sounds good. Trust me. I, well, I know that's what oh, I was questioning. Geez. I couldn't imagine that it did. Listen, listen. Uh, if <laughs> it I were to have sounds as good to me as it did the, when I was still smoking. I Annie, if, if I were to have one puff, I'd be running down to like the the, the C store and pick up a car. I know. <laughs> I like... just think it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, Andy, you and I, you, you and I would be if we were at Disney together, we'd probably be sitting like outside of the hotel somewhere, just smoking cigarettes, and just like, watch people. Walk by. What are you doing? Hanging out with Andy, smoking cigarettes. Like, That's how I had the thought in the first place, because <laughs> like Animal Kingdom was the most frustrating place to me to try to find a place to smoke when I smoked. So, let me tell you, if there had been a smoking ride, I probably would have paid two hundred dollars okay. to go sit my. But on a Ferris wheel and smoke cigarette for ten minutes. Chuck, <laughs> Chuck, Chuck, may I have permission for the floor here for like a, a quick story? <laughs> uh, I will yield the floor before the vice squad shows up. Yes. Okay. It, it, it's, it's okay. So, quick story is so Annie, you'll get a kick out of this. When I was still okay. smoking, I took a mother son trip with my mom down to Disney World, like circa 2007. We stayed at Wilderness Lodge. I never smoked in front of my parents, right? So I just out of respect for my mom used to smoke. So she kind of got it. She she knew I smoked. I was like, I'm not doing it in front of her. We get down there, and we check into our we check into our hotel at Wilderness Lodge, and I am jonesing, like I am jonesing out of my mind. My mom's like, "What's wrong with you?" I said, "Mom, I can't do this anymore." I am like out, like hanging off the balcony, just smoking. Like she's like, "Do you feel better?" I was like, "Yes, mom, I do." For the rest of the trip, my mom was like looking for the cigarette, like the smoky locations <laughs> for me, because she felt bad for me. She's like, "I know what you're going through, son." She's like, "You know, hopefully one day you'll quit." My mom's like, "There's," she's like, "She's like, there's a smoking section. Would you like a break?" I said, "No, mom, I'm good." So like, my mom was actually like, she felt bad for me. It was it was awful. It was like the it was the weirdest thing for me to like smoke it for my mom. I was like sneaking off during like meals, like not doing in front of her, but. Um, it was just, it was an awkward situation, but um, I yield the floor back to the gentleman from New York. It's um, funny. It's funny to remember when you used to have to, you used to like remember all the smoking areas. Now they're just not there. Yeah. And go back over to Italy, stop in China, <laughs> in the <laughs> garden. Anyway. <laughs> still know them. It's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, this, somehow this turned into Smokers Anonymous. <laughs> Uh, Tim, I was going to let you know that the slide can be also purchased for $35,000. But we we fell victim to big tobacco. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Get you every time. We can get Philip Morris to sponsor it now, so who knows? (laughs) You can build a big wall in front of it that says, uh, warning, depictions of tobacco. Hmm. 
Just a black screen. <laughs> so anyway, don't so talk Andy, to Daddy right now. He had a bad day. <laughs> so Annie, when you do the, uh, the the art for this week's show, uh, you just need to do like a pack of smokes. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's all I got. Absolutely. <laughs> Make you dudes one hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it's your taste. <laughs> I I don't know how how this happened. Ah, <laughs> huh. well, I, I guess cigarettes do kind of go hand in hand with the roadside carnival. I guess it so. all started with that cigarette emoji. Yeah, and things we used here. to do in Disney that we no longer do. That might be a future show topic, <laughs> and cigarette smoking might be one of them. That sounds like a, an, an adult show topic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get further off the rails, um, that'll be it for this week's show. But before we get out of here, we're going to go around the horn and have everyone tell them where, tell you where they could be found. So, Annie, uh, when's the next episode of Nicotine Addicts Anonymous? Yeah. Uh, you can find me. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. I don't know. I was going to make a joke, but I can't. You can find me on Instagram, okay? At DJ DJPHOB. And Joe, what about you? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, at Joe Quad. You can also find me over at the Disney Dads Podcast and the ResortLoop.com DVC Roundtable Show. Tim, what about you? I hope Joe triggered all of you toxic Star Wars fans. <laughs> you can find me at Figments Reality. <laughs> 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 You can find me at plain underscore Tim on the Twitter machine, and that's about it. And you can find me on the Twitter machine at Chuck in the Chat. You can find us all on Twitter and Facebook at The Mickey Dudes. And you can find us on Instagram at The Mickey Dudes Podcast. Thank you all for joining us this week. We will see you all next week. Uh, and, and don't smoke. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs>